Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications connect to more we've gotten you into a routine and i love all the great routine and uh, loyal listeners that we have o'reilly corker he will be back tomorrow he's got some prep work to do because he's got volleyball tonight at the university of montana but it is nuana is now right here on 1029 espn missoula statewide swx montana television you can also find us around the planet earth on the youtube all you gotta do is just subscribe to our channel it'd be great if you did or if you want to listen to us live, that's easy as well. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab, you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, we'll be taking questions or comments or via text message as well. All show long, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Coach Ty is in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. And we're going to be doing a lot of different things. We're going to start you off at the Montana Basketball Hour like we do each and every Monday. We're going to get through the Cat Grizz women's basketball game. The Bobcats, if you hadn't heard, they won 70-60. to 60. That's their third sweep in a row. So unprecedented territory within the Cat Grizz rivalry for the Montana State women. We'll break down that. Got some interviews for you for, from Darian White and Trisha Binford from the Montana State side of things, as well as Carmen G. Feller and Mike Petrino on the... Uh, Grizz side of things, and then we're going to talk a little bit of spring football. I know we're going to we're going to go out of the basketball hour into the football hour a little bit too, because I want to talk a little spring football with Ty Gregorak here, and then we'll get back into some basketball with some high school hoops. And at the top of the hour, we're going to dive back into what is absolutely the biggest story in the state of Montana, no question about it, and that's Jeff Choate leaving Montana State football. Uh, it's been such a big story that it is basically overshadowed the Super Bowl. It's overshadowed the Cacarys basketball games. And I think that that puts into perspective twofold uh, the importance of college football in the state of Montana, but also maybe uh, – Maybe we're making too big of a deal out of this thing as well, but it is here nor there. It's great to have um, the interest that we do around here. Ty, what's up, my man? How you doing? Awesome. How are you? Thanks for having me, Colter. Of course, man. Anytime. You are always welcome around here. I'm trying to get him to be my full-time co-host, but he, he's got way too many other things going on for that. Uh, but congratulations on your promotion. You're doing well in life. This is a good thing. No, it's, uh, as one of my uh, bosses said, I, I need uh, global strife to, uh, I guess, succeed up here. So, been doing been doing well. Got a it, this worked out good. I got an early morning uh, surgery down the road at Community and get to spend a couple hours with you. And I'll uh, run up to Kalispell. And I've I've got this whole massive, beautiful state. So, I, uh, I I definitely try to kill multiple birds with one stone when I have to get in the car. I think I did 4,200 miles uh, last year, but it, yeah. but it's been good. I mean, it's been a nice change. It's been a fun challenge. 
Um, you know, and like and like I said, I mean, it, getting to work with so many f- former players for sure. I mean, those are those. those <laughs> again, I've said this. It's like leaving one team and going to another. I mean, I'm going to have dinner with Zach Wags tonight, um, and we're going to talk mostly about life. But we, you know, we also overlap uh, with with striker stuff too. So I mean, it's it's been fun. It's been good. It's it's been awesome to you know just have flexibility in my schedule and get to be around my children and. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope to do it a long time. I, I really do. It's it's a great company, and I work with great people. It's funny when you travel around the state. You know, you did. It, I do it in the media. You do it uh, first as an assistant coach for, you know, fifteen plus years at, at both the state universities here in Montana, and now you do it for your medical device job as well. But I mean, it's it's if you get the good highways right, Montana is a spectacular place to drive it. Even no matter what time of year, as long as the roads aren't crazy, it's awesome. No, it is. And this is, I mean, I don't know how it's been over here, but I have a pretty good idea just because I do get over in this area at times and we have had a crazy mild winter. I mean, craziest. it was 50 today on, on the way over. It's dry as a bone. We actually got some snow over there last week, but then it just cleared right back up. I mean, I've I've skied at both uh, multiple times at both Big Sky and Bridger, and I mean, sadly, you can still come up on some rocks in a hurry. Sure. I mean, it's just been it's just been that kind of winter. So I don't know if it's coming this month or if we're going to have one of those nasty Montana springs. But we need snow. We, we and we all we know do. we all know why. You know, this thing could be a tinderbox if we don't get some snow in the mountains. No question. The news of the weekend in terms of competition came at Dahlberg Arena. Montana State posts a 70-60 victory over the Lady Grizz in women's basketball. Darian White, outstanding sophomore point guard for Montana State. She led the way with 19 points. And this was a, a game that, although it was kind of ebbing and flowing between an 8- and 12-point deficit, the duration of the game, that's what the de- deficit was the first three minutes of the game. Trisha Bidford's squad basically got straight out the gates, blitzed Montana State. They're up 13-2, to and they basically held that margin for the rest of the entire game. Um, dead even pretty much after the first quarter, but that 19-11 lead at the end of the first frame was uh, proved to be the difference. So now here we are, six in a row for the Bobcats, 11 out of 13 overall in the rivalry, and they flipped the rivalry on its head. This was a rivalry that Robin Silvig, I think, posted 74 victories in 94 games in his unbelievable career. And uh, since Trisha Binford has sort of taken over the status as, as the – long-tenured coach in the state and one of the long-tenured coaches not only in the league but in the entire western United States. The uh, the rivalry has shifted back toward Montana State. So we're going to get into a little bit of that, but i got some sound to share with you first. We'll hear from Darian White, outstanding sophomore point guard from Montana State. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a great win for us. Um, not just because it's a rivalry game, but um, just for us to get a soup in general, I think any team um, that's playing knows that that's difficult to do. Uh, whether you're at home or on the road especially, it's hard to prove that you're consistent and just to do what you do every day. Um, especially, you know, playing a team on Thursday, having to turn around and play them on Saturday and have to do the things you did um, before, but even better. So, you know, it's just a really good win for us, and it's a great, you know, it's a great start. It's a good sweep. Montana was able to score a little bit more effectively in the post in this game, but you guys were able to answer in different ways. What was different about this game compared to Thursday? I think that we had a couple of slip-ups. Um, I mean, they're a good team, and I'm not going to take that away from them, but, you know, we have a... We have a lot of things that we have to get better at defensively, especially just not letting it in the in their post play, especially knowing how gifted they are in the post play. So just doing what we have to do to take care of our business. And um, I think that on Saturday or like today, we didn't do that as well as we did on, on Thursday. So, you know, we just got to keep growing and figure out things to stop the other team, you know, especially when we just played them and knowing what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and just... There was a moment late in the game where you were sitting at the scorer's table waiting to check back in, and uh, Ashley Van Sickle uh, hits a three at the end of the shot clock. The second thing I was like to watch Ashley Van Sickle hit that three, and then Tori get the end one right after that. I don't even have words for that. Just seeing um, our team have that momentum, have the energy, the courage, um, is so exciting. You know, um, it's hard to get those runs sometimes. And so when you watch your teammates do that, you watch them be successful. It's just an energy that is so exciting to be a part of and also just to watch, um, especially as I'm going into the game. Like you said, it's, it's a really good start to go in there and just to be able to carry that on. And last one for me, I know when we talked after the, the first Northern Colorado game, you expressed that you uh, really thought you guys had turned a corner. 
especially defensively, communicating and being on the same page. And it seems like you've carried that momentum. So have you continued to see improvements uh, on both sides of the ball, but particularly defensively in the way you guys are communicating now? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said before, we took that big step um, a couple games ago. And ever since then, I can't tell you how impressed I've been with the dedication, the emotion, the the courage that everybody brings to this team. It's not just a couple people. It's every day in and out of practice. Um, this team is so close and you can really tell um, every day in practice. We work our butts off. We communicate. We work on the things that we need to work on. Um, we have our coaches who obviously tell us the things that we need to work on, and we always carry that over. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really grateful to have this this team this year, and just I'm so excited to see what we're gonna what we're gonna do because we keep growing and improving every day. You had 19 points, at, which was really outdid your performance on Thursday. What was working better for you today that maybe you just didn't quite get on Thursday? Um, for me personally, I try not to think a lot about um, stats-wise. You know, I'm really focused on just getting the win. Um, sometimes I think that our, our offense can struggle a little bit. So just focusing on getting the ball moved around, um, making the defense work, and just taking the right shot. Um, not forcing things, but just letting the game kind of flow and just come to me and my, my teammates as well. You know, it, it makes the offense a lot easier and just lets the game flow. And that battle you had with uh, Sophia Styles and even Kendall Keller later in the game, how do you describe just the physicality of that matchup? Um, she's very physical. Um, feel a little beat up right now, I'm not going to lie. My body's pretty tired, but, you know, they're really good. Um, they give us a good fight both games. I really um, admire how hard they work. They didn't give up the entire game, which is just, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they gave us a, a good game. And so, oh, um, I would say probably just our confidence. Um, we're really gaining our identity. We're finding out who we are. Um, and I think it's making us a very dangerous team. Um, you know, we respond every time by just not giving up, not giving down, getting down on ourselves. We keep our heads up when, you know, we keep, we be positive, we're positive and we're just like, you know, it's okay. They got one run. We're going to keep doing what we do, execute our plays and just control the things that we can control. So you go, Darian White, the reigning Big Sky Conference freshman of the year, sophomore point guard for Montana State, 19 points to lead MSU to a 70 to 60 victory over Montana on Saturday at Dahlberg Arena. Here's Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. What if there was a place you could go where you could walk in, get physical therapy, pay a flat fee, and feel better? Well, there is. It's Physiotrek, Missoula's only walk-in physical therapy office. Physiotrek offers physical therapy on your time with a flat fee so you can feel better faster. No need for referrals or insurance. Just go to physiotrek.com, book your appointment, and feel better. You know you've been wanting to do try dry needling or see if more specific stretches would help you. You can do that now. Physiotrek, visit physiotrek.com. That's physiotrek.com. We keep on rolling right here on Nuanas Now Cat Grizz coverage from over the weekend, Montana State. A third consecutive sweep of the Montana Lady Grizz. Here's Trisha Benford, 16th year head coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. You know, you get the sweep. You guys have won six in a row now. I think nine of the last ten. I mean, what does it mean for this program to really have a strong shift uh, in favor of you guys during the series? Um, first is just uh, continuing to build. Um, I thought early in the season we were still trying to find some identity. We had a lot of new faces. We graduated five seniors that were a bit, big part of who we were. You know, we talked about that it was going to take a little bit longer, but as soon as it clicked, it was going to uh, click with this team. Uh, we felt like we had a lot of talent. We were just super young. We hadn't had a lot of time together. I think we went through four quarantines uh, through the months of September and October when practices started and just lost some time there. And so the last few weeks, we've really just started to turn the corner, uh, particularly on the defensive end, as far as understanding what our defensive schemes are and the intensity that it takes to do it by possessions. And and uh, you're kind of seeing the result of that right now. We got a long ways to go. We put Montana to the foul line 25 times, uh, so they did a great job in the paint on us today. Uh, but uh, just kind of grinded it out and found a way towards the end there. And, you know, this game was obviously much closer than the blowout we saw on Thursday. So what changed for you guys? What was different for you all? What was different for Montana? 
Uh, well, a couple things. You know, it's the second game. It's hard to maintain that intensity for another 40 minutes. But I thought, more importantly, it was Montana just uh, was really tough in the paint today. It was just really hard to keep it out of the paint. It was really hard to keep them off the foul line. And uh, credit uh, Mike did a great job on the second game plan of just finding ways to get it in there. Uh, they found some, some ways to get it in on some skip passes and some different uh, different ways from what we were taking away in the first game. And we just we just found ourselves in a lot of foul trouble early on, particularly in that first half. We had two of our posts in foul trouble early on. And, and we were fortunate enough that we had some bench come in and give us some great minutes. You know, I thought Taylor Jansen uh, came and gave us a huge lift in that first half. I think she had hit 11. She hit a couple threes in the perimeter. And Sky Lindsay were just gradually working her back with her minutes. And I thought her minutes were huge, too, uh, as we had a lot of foul trouble today. Last question for me, uh, Coach Petrino after the game Thursday said, or actually not even after the game, before that, before the series, he said, you know, after you all had that sweep against Northern Arizona, that you all are playing your best basketball right now. So to get a sweep against them, to get a sweep against your arch rivals, I mean, what does it mean to be playing your best basketball at this point in the year with Boise being so close yet so far? Yeah, I certainly don't feel like we're playing our best basketball right now, um, but I think uh, we're moving in a, in a really good direction. I thought we had major jumps uh, the week of Northern Arizona, and I thought we took jumps this week, and we feel like we're, we're uh, our jumps have been really strong since that Portland State week. Portland State and, and Northern Colorado, we lost, uh, we got splits there, and, and those two losses were like two possession games, one, two possession games, and really just didn't have some flow with the balance of our identity. In the last couple of weeks, we've gotten more identity and other pieces outside of Darien and Tori. So that's really kind of been the two jumps for us is uh, just really uh, buying into the Thank defense. Right? is continuing mm-hmm. to improve, but I think we're going to We've talked a lot this year about the talent of your team. Um, but, I mean, what has it taken mentally to just kind of stay in it and continue to buy into the, the notion of continuing to get better? Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's kind of the present uh, moment. It's the chop wood, carry water, right, of being unsatisfied. And, uh, you know, my biggest concern with this game was the fact that we're playing a Cat Grizz rivalry week in the same week. And it's such an emotional turnaround to do that in a second day. Um, It's hard hard to explain it or put it into words, but it's such a big game for us um, and big game for them. And and, uh, definitely we looked a little bit fatigued in the first half, but I think... uh, probably more of the credit needs to go to Montana the way they responded um, from the Thursday game and being really tough there but uh, our team uh, is young uh, they are creating a lot of energy and my job is to just keep uh, making sure we stretch them and they've responded every single time so I'm I'm having a blast coaching this team uh, they bring energy they bring effort every single day and uh, there's a lot of talent uh, we, we've got some pieces and sometimes it's clicking and sometimes we gotta get it locked in again I was going to ask you exactly that. I mean, it must be so fun to coach a team that is so young that has such an ability to get so much better all the time. Oh, I, it's it's hard to put into words, but if you just watch our sideline, this team uh, just has a blast with each other. You know, and uh, when we knew we weren't going to have fans and talked about uh, creating energy, this team has no problem creating their own energy on that sideline. They just really love each other. They play hard for each other. I think one of uh, the ingredients uh, that's made us consistent over the last few years is our selflessness, and this team is no different. Um, I just think they play for each other. They get excited for each other, and one of the most exciting things for us today was uh, taking Taylor Jansen and Sky Lindsay. You know, those are two kids. Guys kind of working back and, and really short limits, uh, uh, short minutes for us. And I thought her minutes were really powerful. And Taylor really kind of kept us there in the first half with foul trouble with uh, two of our post players. So um, I thought, uh, you know, when our kids get excited for each other, when they get minutes that maybe is not in a normal rotation, that's that fires up any coach. You just, they all want each other to have success and um, they're having a blast. And uh, yeah, they're keep they're, they're forcing me to be younger, except for those uh, tight situations that still continues to get me older. <laughs> You know, Trisha Benford on her young team, it is the youngest team in the United States of America, but they're 6-2 and two in league play. They're alone in third place, and they've now beat the Lady Grizz 11 out of the last 13 times. Here's Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. We're marching through the Montana Basketball Hour. Now let's hear from the other side. The Lady Grizz lost two in a row over the weekend. They've now lost six in a row to Montana State. They sit at 4-4 four and four in league play, but all is not lost for Montana's women's basketball team. Carmen G. Feller, she was outstanding over the weekend. She poured in 22 points, 15 in the second half, and she was what kept 
Montana in the game. It seemed like every time Lady Grizz, they cut it to five, three different times in the last eight minutes of the game. Then Montana State would answer with a little spurt, but it was almost always Carmen G. Filler carrying the way. Here's Montana's outstanding sophomore post. Um, I think I wasn't trying to force as many shots uh, compared to Thursday. Just kind of letting the game come to me a little bit more rather than um, trying to create for myself. And I think it paid off um, to, you know, try and create looks for other people. It's something that I got to keep working on, and I know that we'll get better as a team doing that. And as you hope the team gets better, um, where else do you see this team getting better? How do you learn from just the way these two games have gone? I think I'm learning, and I think our team is learning something every single game. Um, rebounding is definitely a point of emphasis today. We realized um, that we need to keep continuing to work on. Uh, they got way too many O boards, and I know that our coaches will be on us this week as we take on Portland as well. Carmen, uh, can, can you talk about, were you encouraged by the way the team responded after Thursday then? Yeah, definitely, and I think that shows a lot about our team. Um, Thursday, Friday's practice was definitely um, a change in attitude. We are all ready to go. That Thursday loss really hurt us, and um, it, we took it personal. And I know that we are ready to play today. I just wish things could have worked out a little bit better for us. Hey, hey, Carmen, uh, this is Paul from the from Bozeman, the Bozeman Chronicle. I'm just wondering, um, you know, how, how frustrating was it, you know, every time you made a push, you know, just not being able to, to get over that, you know, getting the lead? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to, we were talking, it's one thing to tie a game, um, but to get over that hump, it's it just, you know, it's a lot of discipline, it's a different mentality. Um, and I truly believe if we had tied that game, I think we could have came out on top. But it's just a matter of getting there to begin with. Um, but MSU is tough. Their defense is tough. Um, but I hope we get a chance at them again in, in Boise. I know that you guys have played through the post so much this year. And it seemed like that part of the game worked a lot better this matchup compared to Thursday. Did you guys change anything? Or was it just a matter of getting the ball in the post and, and making the buckets? Yeah, I mean, their post-defense is definitely something that we took note of after Thursday. They like to front, um, and they're really physical down there, and so we needed to get the mentality that we were going to throw the first punch and just work with them fronting and do, you know, that reverse pivot and get the lob. And um, like I was saying earlier, we learn something new every single game, and it's just a matter of catching on maybe a little quicker next time and being ready for that. There you go, Carmen G. Feller, University of Montana women's basketball program. She had 22 points in the 70-60 to 60 loss to Montana State. One more piece of sound for you. Mike Petrino, Lady Grizz interim head coach, after falling to the Bobcats for the second time in a couple days. What do you learn from, you know, today and Thursday, moving forward into that home stretch, you know, you know, towards the end of the season in this coming month? Well, first of all, um, I loved our effort tonight. Today, I thought... Um, our kids compete their hearts out and I thought today's effort and production was more like we've been all year um, so I'm proud of that effort give my state credit when I say credit they're a really good team I think they're playing their best basketball right now uh, at the same time I love our kids I'm proud of them and I think we have a lot of room to get better and we got to continue to do that so I'm, you know we had chances we just uh Gave up too many offensive rebounds, and that's obviously key to game. And we talked about it before the game. We talked about it at halftime, and and uh, we just didn't do get enough offensive rebounds to to give us more chances. And the struggles there. What worked better today than what you saw Thursday? Because obviously this was a much closer game, and you guys almost got back into it. So what was working better this go around? Well, I thought we we had not only more hustle plays, but we finished those hustle plays. And I think Thursday we they just they just out. You know, out toughed us a little bit. Um, and today, I, I was proud of the effort to put us in position. Um, it wasn't like we had to rehaul everything. We just had to play our game. Um, but we did a better job of taking care of the ball. We had some timely turnovers. We did a better job of taking care of the ball, give us more chances. We did a better job of getting the line and finishing and making those free throws. Uh, we did a better job of uh, moving the ball side to side and getting good op opportunities. Um, so that was what was better. I think that was the biggest difference between that and Thursday.
Mike, uh, Bill Spouts, uh, you know, a lot of Lady Grizz fans, they'll look at this and they'll say, well, it's another double-digit loss to the Bobcats. They look at their lineup and they're just as young in a lot of ways as the Lady Grizz. Well, what's it going to take to catch them? Well, I think it's unfair to, to lock this team into all the years past. There's a team that has eight new players. I know they have new players, too. Uh, but there's a team that has eight new players. So I think it's, you know, it's not whatever's happened in history isn't over half the team's issue. Um, I think they're a really good team. I think they are playing their best. And uh, what we have to do is just keep, hopefully we're in the right to play them again. I think all we got to focus on is us keep getting better. And if we get the opportunity to play them again, we'll, you know, embrace that challenge. But we have to earn the right to get to play them again sometime this year. To answer your question, Bill, I, I really don't know how that this team can is related to the years past. This is a, a new team, and we're growing, and we're about us, and, and do what we can do. We had six straight stops, and that we couldn't turn into points. Um, I think that the whole game, I think offensive rebounds is a theme, and then I think the that stretch there, we have six straight stops, and couldn't cash in the other end. You know, um, you know, as far as the inside game, we we won the inside paint. You know, Abby and Carmen had great games. Um, and then two big plays were at the end, you know, they bank a three and then they do get an and one, you know, at the end there. I think those are two big plays too. So, you know, the, the we just couldn't, uh, in that one gap there you're talking about, Bill, we just couldn't uh, turn and stops in the scores. You mentioned the, the banked in three. Do you think that was one of the key sequences down the stretch when Van Sigel banked in that three and then, uh, turnover, and then Martel gets the end one. Well, at the second half, you know, we're in position. Uh, I think that that stretch where we get six straight stops, we couldn't turn stops into points. That would help close the gap. And then, yeah, down the stretch, the yeah, a, a bank three, and then an end one uh, that we give we give up off an offensive rebound, I believe. Uh, uh, those were those were huge. Yeah, uh, but in the end, we just couldn't get enough consecutive scores to. Uh, counter our stops and I, and I think the start of the game was was tough too obviously you know now once the start happens it's over you gotta that we competed we just gotta make more play, finish more plays but I, I real I really want to say that I, I love this group and I think we are going to continue to get better I love that our players responded the way we did against a good team and we just got to keep worrying about us and keep having that growth mindset uh, to get better and you know, I, I love how we rallied together Thursday night and yesterday um, in our practice and prepared today and competing to give ourselves a chance. So we'll keep building off that. How do you not make this uh, be too big of a deal, right? Like, I mean, it is just two conference games. How do you continue to um, improve and not let the, the rivalry itself get in the way of the, the great progress you have made? Well, I think that uh, that's a good question. I, I think we're on to the next one. Um, you know, we've had to deal with a lot of distractions this year. And, uh, you know, in, in, in relation to COVID, there's a lot of things you can't control. So you just got to control what you can. We got uh, a day off tomorrow and we get a go to practice Monday and we're getting better. So we got every team in the big sky. I don't think there's a lot of root, uh, margin of error. So I think that you got to keep preparing, getting better, and control you can control. So um, there's we, we know the things we got to work on, and we'll work on those. And, uh, you know, uh, that's all we can control. But it's a good question. I do believe this. I believe we have, you know, room to get better, and, and we'll keep working hard at that. Mike Petrino, interim head coach for the Lady Grizz. His team fell 70-60 to on Saturday, Dahlberg Arena to Montana State. It is Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide, SWX Montana Television. We're up, I guess, but I have one question for you. Ty, Ty Gregory actually joining me in studio. The Cackers rivalry, we would both agree, one of the great, greatest rivalries in the United States of America. Do, do you call it the Cat Grizz over here in Missoula? I do. That's okay. Here, 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 here's, here's, here's my justification for this. I always alphabetize things in my mind. It's just like Jason Ty Palmer. It's not because I like Jace better. 
It's because Jace becomes before Ty. Got it. It's never Ty and Jace. It's always Jace and Ty. Here's the thing. I think that the Brawl of the Wild is the stupidest name that's ever been made. I I know that a lot of people disagree with me. A lot of people use it in their writing, their broadcasting. When I look around, I live in a pretty urban area. I do not feel like I live in the wild. I think I live in a great city. I know it's a small town in Montana, but we have a lot of amenities around here. I go out to eat and do all these fun things, and I just don't feel like I live in the wild. So I don't really know about the Brawl of the Wild, but that's here nor there. My question for you, though, Ty, is this. The the uh, rivalry game in football used to not be played at the end of the year. Since it's been moved to the end of the year, it's become this ultimate finale, and oftentimes is the deciding factor for one or both teams' playoff fates, whereas the basketball games are never the finales of the season. Most years, they're played about a month apart within the midst of a season. So the paramount nature of the games, it's not like this ultimate ending, right? If you lose... If you lose a, a Bobcats versus Grizz football game, a lot of times that means a lot of things. You might miss the playoffs. Guys might be losing their jobs, all these things. On the basketball side of things, though, okay, you lose in the middle of February. You still have six, eight games to get back on roll. That's why I asked Coach Pacino that question. It's a bummer, though, Lady Grizz, for them to get swept. It's great for Montana State, but either way, it's just two conference games. They still have ten conference games each. So what do you think of just the difference there? Well, I I think, okay, when, when they came out with the spring schedule, the original spring schedule for football, yeah. Yes, wasn't wasn't the brawl going to be like game four? It was. It was going to be the the uh, third first game? game of the second half. So they had three games, then a bye, and then the first game of the second half. So so just as a fellow who coached in fifteen of them, I was kind of bummed seeing that personally, just because it, it's become that. I mean, everything you just said is it's the buildup. It, it, you got this crescendo at the end of the season, and I mean the fan bases. You, you as a coach and player felt it. I mean, just that that week was so much different than every week. For sure. It's just, it just a different week. And, 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 you know, both both sides, you know, bring in different uh, former players and, and this great one of this era. And and that was cool. You know, it was more of an experience. And the sure. game itself was an experience. Now, yep. now, I'll say this, though, too. Both programs, like in my mind, I can't imagine being in those arenas when they're, I mean, you, you and I have texted. You're oh, like, my gosh. I'm watching a basketball game. We can hear. Didn't you tell me one of the coaches got on you for, Talking so, too loud. So, so I. This is a great story. The 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 Saturday game when Montana played Northern Arizona. I guess this would have been three Saturdays ago. I come in the arena. I'm putting. I taking my coat off. I have my hydro flask right on the the thing. Yep. My seat is right along where the handicap section is, where the concrete is underneath it. Sure. I knock my hydro flask onto the the court on accident. I mean, it just reverberates around the totally. entire arena. Sure. Northern Arizona's bench is staring at me because they had been shooting a free throw at the time that I did it. Like, right. what's this? Is this like a legal noisemaker? I'm just like, dude, I just tried to have my water. I don't know. Right. I'm like hiding. But, yeah, yeah no, it, it is. It's, it's, um, and, oh, it is beyond brutal play, watching these games played in front yeah, of, I feel of no the people. Coaches and players, you know, I mean, because, because what you're saying about that in basketball, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're conference games. There's more ball to be played after it. Right. But you and I both know those arenas, the electricity is just different. The Lady Grizz in, in, in their prime, they were getting, what, 4,000 people, oh, 5,000 people? At least 5,000, But yeah. it was different on that night, right? For and, sure. And, and, say, and same with the men. I mean, it just, that, that's, why, that's why I think at the end of the year, uh, at least from football, man, it's, it's just, it's the only word that, that comes to mind is special, right? It's just a special week. It's a special game. And it, it, everything is just different. Every every notch that you prepare for is, or, or that you know, the week, the six days of prep, it, everything's heightened. It's just every everything is is, it, it's just more that week, and that's what's so fun, at least from the football side. And I, I think what we're saying is the same thing in basketball. Like sure. the electricity in those arenas is just different when those two teams get to play. That's what that's what the white rivalry is so dang cool for. Montana basketball hour. March is on. We're going to shift into a little Montana football hour, too. We're going to start, talk some spring football. I also have a broad question about losing and then what losing might be able to teach you in the scope of a season. It is Nuanas now. Ty Gregory, I join to meet in studio, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Stay wide, SWX Montana Television. Golter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or 
or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula. Limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights. January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing. And tell them, Nuanas Now sent you. Monday, it's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas here, Ty Gregorak there. We're marching through the Montana basketball hour. We're going to turn into the Montana football hour here for a quick minute as well. Crazy. I know we talked about this last time you were here, but now we're actually approaching this. It's been a year almost to the day since you and I and everybody else was enjoying corn at the Adams Center. How about that? Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was awesome, and I cannot believe that that was a year ago. It feels like the longest and shortest year of my life all at the same time. You know what's funny is uh, I've seen him a few times now. I actually liked it when it was at the Wilma. Uh, Ooh, interesting. Uh, it, it's just, the Wilma's so cool, right? I mean, it's just a cool little so cool. venue. The sound was great. I mean, we were up up close and personal, um, which we were for the one in Dahlberg, too. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, yeah. It, it, I mean, like we were talking before the show. The lockdown or the shutdown was like a month and a half away from right now. I mean, the fact that we're still in this craziness and you and I talked the last time, man, I think the, the concert venue world uh, is sadly going to be one of the last things to come back I you know. Know, in, in all of this. So it's well, people will be starving to go see great shows. I mean, <laughs> I, like, like GNR, are they coming this summer? Man. I mean, I, I've still got my tickets. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. sell them. Uh, I mean, those outdoor, I mean, I, lo- I love, I love that Missoula's, I think I've been to every one in Missoula now, um, at least in, in, in the recent days. And, and they, uh, you know, they, they, they're starting to do them now over at, at Bobcat Stadium. And it's just fun. I mean, it's just a cool, it's cool. It's cool for me who's got to work sure. in both venues yeah. to just kind of like step back and look around and go, wow, this, this is totally, cool. you know, where you're like, okay, I've, I've seen these on game days. They're great. But, you know, you're adding now the infield. Sure. And, I mean, it's just, it, it's so cool for the communities to get to do stuff like that and in in the big venues. Better times ahead, to be sure. I got a broad sports question for you before we get into debate or talking a little bit about the uh, spring football season and the uh, quote-unquote modification for the Montana schools. We were talking um, rivalry hoops with Montana State women beating Montana earlier. We were talking about the, uh, the fact that two losses, maybe not the end of the world for the Lady Grizz, and also not the beginning of a, some sort of championship run for Montana State, too, because you still have so many games left. You and I both follow all levels of sports pretty in-depth, but one thing that I thought has always had been part of the allure of the FBS, but also a flaw of the FBS, especially from uh, an internal program growth and development standpoint, is oftentimes a loss means you're done. And, and you know this, coaching. um for in the FCS for so long, sometimes an early season loss or even a midseason loss, okay. if you react to it properly, can be the best thing that ever happened to you. No question. And so that then that's that's why the the ultimate um, ending of a cat Grizz game sometimes that finality uh, there's no chance to grow after it. But I mean, you've seen this. You've seen teams that you've coached where you know you drop a game at Weber State with the Grizzlies in 08. The team becomes unbeatable after that, yeah. or even at Montana State. You know, there's a couple times where you guys dropped a game, and then all of a sudden you go on a, on a streak. So, I mean, is that part of the allure of the FCS? Yeah, I would say, and I I, I remember these conversations uh, early on in my career. You know, when when we got here in '03, and and it's like because we we've had the playoff system for a, I mean a long time since where, 1978. Where yep. the where the where the you know FBS, it's it's you know in the last decade and. Um, or, or, or even what is it now? Six. I think it's six, been seven years. Seven years of the of the seven years of Alabama system. and Ohio State and Clemson, yeah, right, right. over and over and over again. It, you know, and so you sit there and you go, as a coach, okay, would we rather schedule a team that we felt 
you know, obviously you got to prepare for every team, and any team can beat you on a Saturday. But what, what, what do those first three games look like, right? Because the end goal is obviously to make a run at the Big Sky Championship slash playoffs. And, 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 you know, because once you get in the playoffs, it's a whole new season. So you sit there and you go, okay, do we, do we, who would we rather schedule? A South Dakota State, a North Dakota State, a Sam Houston. I mean, I just right. remember some of our early games. Or would you rather bring Albany all the way from the sure. East Coast where you feel like, okay, we, you know, we got a real good shot to sure. beat this team. Sure. And Lewis I was always whatever, told, right. well, I mean, I, I, but you and I have talked about this. I don't love playing down. No, I really don't. Right, I, right. I just wish it would be something that would go away. Yeah. I don't think FBS schools should, should play FCS schools. Yeah. I don't think FCS schools should play D2 schools. Sure. I, I, it's just my opinion. Um, Part of it's just a necessity, though, right? Because it's just the trickle-down economics of it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but I'll say this. In, in, you know, in my, uh, in my last three years of football, our, we had some brutal non-conference games. I mean, our, our, our schedule was, we had a tough schedule. Montana State played some really tough non-conference we did. games. We did, and you, you know, you, you could kind of see, okay, here's where we're at. I mean, South Dakota State comes to mind, and, and you know. Um, Washington State, Western Illinois, home and home. Right, I mean, yeah. just some of those teams where you're like, did, did, we, did we do the right thing by scheduling that? And I know that it was scheduled well before we even got there. Or, or you know, is there someone, and especially more regional, just FCS-wise in the money part of it? Sure. You know, where in South Dakota State is not a good example because they're close. But when you bring in Bryant, or, sure. you know, does it, does it make sense for those teams to, to spend that kind of money? And I don't know. I mean, because to, to me, I mean, we, and we, you know, we didn't build this thing because it was already rolling when we got here. But the, the end game was the playoffs. Right. Winning the Big Sky Championship in the playoffs. So you didn't want to do anything to screw that up at the beginning of the season because you're right fbs wise you lose a game you lose two games yeah no. now you're, you're out of you're out i'm out, out of it now you're out i mean you you, you really are oklahoma and, was done when they lost to kansas state this year basically and they didn't lose again and they went all the way to the you know i think a new year's day six bowl and played florida and won it and everything but they were out of the playoffs when they were right. started one and two right i mean so so i guess to me i'm kind of split you know because I, I think and, and i know i i think fan bases would way rather watch two good teams play each other yeah you know, but again, you're you're trying. You know, you as coaches and players, you know, you're trying to get to that that end game, which is a was a championship and, and the playoffs. Because if you make the playoffs, I mean, we saw it, we saw it with MSU. There were times this year, and again, I'm just a fan now, but there were times where I'm going, gosh, I don't know if these guys are very good. I mean, North Dakota comes to mind, sure. Western Illinois, who right. was they 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 lost a lot of dudes. They weren't sure. very good, and, right? You know, Cal Poly. You know, sure. game, some of those games, but then but then they they played well at the end of the season. Got into the postseason, yeah, and the stars aligned to make a semifinal run, yep. right? I mean, yep. Sac State loses, yep. They don't have to go on the road again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just think I think I think both are. Hey, I, I think I think most people in in the preseason. I mean, they're North. Dakota, I'll never forget when North Dakota State came here. It was 2015. It was awesome. It's crazy. It was, it was it was awesome. One of the, one of the most memorable memorable games. That, that I had in, in my career in Missoula. One of the most memorable games in the history of Washington well, it State. Was. It was. It was. There's no and, question. And it was on national TV and, and Brett Musburger and Maria Taylor and Jesse. I, I FaceTimed. Uh, Jesse Palmer and I were watching film down, down in, the, in the, one of the film rooms and, and I go, dude, I'm sorry to do this, but can we FaceTime my wife real quick? <laughs> you know, I'm like setting myself up for failure here, but he's like, yeah, no problem. And we were sitting there talking to my wife with Jesse Palmer. So it was it was awesome, and I, I think it's great to schedule good opponents. I really do. I wish I wish the playing up and down thing would go away for good. I just I don't like it myself. That's my opinion. Montana Football Hour marches on. Ty Gregory in studio with me. It's Nuanas now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide SWX Montana Television. The uh, I guess you'd call it winter ball now. I guess winter camp, I guess we'll call it, yeah. commences around the Big Sky Conference this week. Sands, Montana, Montana State, Northern Colorado, Portland State, and Sac State. The rest of the teams, they got going. Weber State started on Friday. I think Eastern Washington started over the weekend. And I think that there's some interesting points here. But I've heard, I've done podcasts from across the country now with people getting my insight because of being one of the only outlets that covers the whole Big Sky as a whole at SkylineSportsMT.com. And, uh, they, uh, the, the common question is, why are Montana and Montana State scared to play? And I think that this is an interesting question for you, for somebody that's been involved in college football so in-depth like you have. To me, this was so much about logistics than it was about any other factor. The rhythm of college football has been what it is for over 100 years. Correct. The preparation time, I mean, there's a reason you do winter conditioning, spring football, Summer conditioning, 
fall camp, and then get ready for a season because it takes nine months to recover and get ready again. So when the fall ball was called off and then everybody goes home for six, seven, eight weeks like they did over Christmas break, then to expect those guys to come back, hit the ground running in Mm mid-January to prepare for February 27th. I mean, can you imagine what that would have been like as a coach when you have guys that have been sitting at home eating cookies and pie for eight weeks to come then and get ready for a season in a matter of five or six weeks? Uh, no, I, and and listen, these guys are eighteen to twenty three year olds. I mean, they're not home just sitting eating pie like you and I do. <laughs> uh, but no, I like like we talked on the last show. It's it, it would have taken Coach Hauk or Shan Schellinger or Justin Green or Chad Germer, one of those guys, to look me in the eye and say, "This is absolutely the best thing for our program. This right. is the best thing for our kids. This is the best thing we, we need to do." And I just don't know if anyone would have told me that. I I. You and I were talking, you know, does the season count if only eight teams? It absolutely counts. Sure. I think FBS proved that this fall. I mean, Ohio State was the Big Ten champs. Did they have an right. abbrevi- abbreviated schedule? Sure. Did they have a, 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 a moving fluid schedule? Yes, but they made it work. Sure. The, the, you know, the, the one that... But on the contrast, nobody's, nobody's opting out, though, right? So let's say, let's say um, Weber State wins the spring football schedule in the Big Sky. Are they the four-time defending Big Sky champs then? Let's say Idaho wins the Big Sky title. Can Idaho say, well, we're back. We rule the Big Sky. It's, it's just a very interesting Well, well what do you think San Jose State's saying right now? No question, right? No, that, no, that's did, a great example because San Jose State was like on life support, and then they go and win the Mountain West and right. win a bowl game. They beat Boise State, and uh, right. you know Boise State's coach moves on. I mean, Finished we, top 20 in the country. There's been a lot of Boise State uh, conversation <laughs> in our state <laughs> no in, the, in the last uh, no few question. weeks. But no, I mean, now none of those teams opted out. But yeah, I, just, I thought with Sac State originally pulling the trigger and saying, no, we're not going to do this till fall of 21. And then you lose uh, the two, you know, the two biggest football programs in the conference, uh, essentially, uh, just with, with the fan bases and, and the traditions. I mean, you lose Montana, Montana State, Portland State follows suit. I mean, I guess I applaud them. If, you know, I, I mean, I got buddies at Eastern and I, you know, I see, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I see them going out and practicing and taking the pictures. I mean, listen, Kids are, the, the mat drill, you know, the term mat drill and sure. winter, winter conditioning. Yeah, those yeah. things are still happening in January. They were going to, they're, right. they're working out now probably, right? I mean, I, I don't know what all the, they're allowed well, to do. It was interesting because the rules were different this time than any time before. Because they were off from Thanksgiving through January 18th, they couldn't have any sort they couldn't commence winter conditioning then until they got back on campus. Yeah. So you only, you only would have had two weeks of winter condo then before you open up spring. Yeah. So it would have just been a, a truncated, basically. I just, I, I think, and it's it's been really awesome for me to watch, especially since I got here in 03. Both programs have finally invested in, in facilities. I mean, they, they really have. Sure. The Champion Center is gorgeous. The new one, the new one over in Bozeman is going to be gorgeous. You just wish, I mean, just with, with, with what we have here in the state and considering the, the, the climate, you just wish that you could get that extra million, couple million bucks yep. or whatever it would take. And I know sure. it's probably more than that, but you just wish you could see a nice indoor facility on that River Bowl or a nice facility. I mean, there's so many yep. grass fields right next to, to Brick Breed and right there in between uh, the Brick and, and Bobcat Stadium. You just, you're like, okay. If we want to take this thing to the next level, yeah, could that help us? Yeah, could you know? I I, I listen to your show. I mean, I, I I was listening to uh, Coach Chode and Coach Halk. I mean, some of these programs have an advantage for sure. You know, cost of attendance is a real thing. Have have both programs probably brought in some nutrition type stuff? Yeah, but it's not like full blown training table. Exactly. You know, and oh by the way, uh, you know, I mean, North Dakota State comes to mind, because they can't be with nine out of ten or whatever. But they have a place to go practice in the winter. Multiple, and, and, so and now I they're just, building a new one that's thirty-six million dollars. There you go. So I, I just, I actually think it was a good decision. Yeah, I, for someone to say they're scared, that, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. I think it was a good decision by both programs to say we'll go play in the fall. We'll see you in the fall. And here's the deal too: people could say, well, if you're using weather as a quote-unquote excuse, there's bad weather across the Big Sky. Well, here's the fact of the matter, though. You have three teams in California, okay, so they don't count. You have Portland State, so they, I mean, they're dealing with rain, but they're not dealing with the potential of negative ten no. temperatures. Nope. Then you talk about the, the the bad weather places. Well, Northern Arizona plays in a dome. Idaho plays in a dome. Idaho State plays in a dome, so they don't need indoors. Weber State has an indoor. 
Okay. So now the only schools you have left are Southern Utah. Who knows what they're going to do? I'm still expecting them to opt out in the next 27 days before this all gets rolling. I don't know why they would play. And then you got Northern Colorado, and they're out. And Montana, Montana State, they're out. So it makes complete sense that the places without indoors that are in harsh weather climates are yeah. going to be the places and, they can. And I'll be honest, Coulter, I'm not making, I'm not using the weather as an excuse. No, by, totally. By, by any stretch, I think, I think both programs. This this wasn't like a you know the two presidents or the two ads sure. or the two head coaches going. So what do you think? What do you think no. we should do? This this was a process. For sure. And I think they probably had sat and evaluated just how closely and how fluid all this stuff still is. I mean, I walked in here with a mask, not knowing, right. you know, I mean, I, I did, you know, and, and the, the cost of testing and the multi, how many times you got to test. And there's still so many things that are, to, in my mind, up in the air almost a year into this deal that I, I, I think it was a good decision to, and, and, like, and like I said on the last show, let's not do anything to jeopardize, hopefully, uh, somewhat of a that, normal fall. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's what it comes down to is that if everything goes according to plan, we have a chance then to have one of the great fall seasons of all time because hopefully we're on the other side of the pandemic. Hopefully we can fill the stadiums, and then hopefully you have two teams in Montana that are absolutely chomping at the bit, that are talented and ready to roll yeah. and are fully stocked. And I think that's what everybody wants. It is the Montana basketball slash football hour. We're talking all sorts of stuff. Ty Gregory in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas right here on Nuanas now. Going to touch a little bit on the high school ranks and keep talking spring football right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey, welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide. SWX Montana Television marching through the Montana Football and Basketball Hour. Ty Gregorak, longtime college football coach, more importantly, good friend of mine and a great analyst of all things sports, joining me in studio few pieces of news from the high school world. And by the way, we will get into our uh, Treasure State Stars as we do every week tomorrow. Riley Corcoran will be back with me as he always is on Tuesdays. But a couple games that stood out to me over the weekend that were pretty darn good from the basketball side of things. Dylan, they emerged with a 57-48 win at Frenchtown. That was a, that's a very good win because Dylan now, they remain undefeated. The Bronx, that was only their second loss, but the Bronx are very good as well. So that's a couple of Class A's best. Uh, squaring off in Frenchtown. Brandon Robbins, head coach of Frenchtown, he'll join us on our Garden City Spotlight on Wednesday when Sean Rainey's here in studio, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it'll be fun to have him on the show. He's a young guy, second-year head coach there at Frenchtown, but he's doing a great job. And the other great game of the weekend was played at the Metra in Billings. Lodgegrass, who's the number one team in Class B, defeated Harden, the reigning state champions in Class A, 93-90 to 90 in overtime. The highlights were unbelievable. What a win for Lodgegrass. Damon Grovant, who's one of the best players in Class B, he was not playing. So it was. this is a Class B school beating the reigning champions in Class A without their best player in a Billings Metro arena that was rocking. They had a whole bunch of people there, a little bit uh, more lenient in terms of the regulations there in Billings. And so uh, it was fun watching the highlights. I know that here nor there in terms of what you think of just the uh, the ethics behind a bunch of people in the stands. But all I know is that I like watching sports in front of people. I don't know. Uh, that's all I got to say. It was great to watch the highlights of that game, and it was really fun to watch those kids compete. So I got two questions for you, Ty, on the, uh, the high school hoops level. First of all, Dylan's head coach, this man named Terry Thomas now. Terry Thomas was uh, one of the great head coaches in all of the history of Montana high school football. He had it straight rolling back in the early 2000s. Uh, I went to school with his, his two sons uh, here at Montana, Tori and Tyler, and uh, they were great players for the Grizz as well. But, I mean, d- d- did you ever recruit, recruit down in Dillon was, when Terry Thomas was the guy down there? No, I mean, I, I helped. Uh, sure. I went and had dinner with the Andersons when we were trying to get Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so I think most people understand recruiting now because recruiting is so visible. As, sure. assist, as assistant coaches, you have territories. Territories, right. And so only, only you know, only if you're a coordinator or head 
head coach do you then you know like Montana's a big thing sure. for, for these two schools sure. so you know as a defensive coordinator I would go see defensive players and right um, but no I mean it, but but Terry Thomas man I mean what he's done in that community they put out dudes like there's some good oh for sure some really good athletes down yeah. there and I actually will be there uh, I'll be there in like two weeks uh, but no I mean it's a uh, he, he his sons. I mean, they just love ball. Yeah. You know? And it's, yeah. I mean, it's, hey, listen, it's one of the cool things. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, when you were talking about the coaching change and how it's kind of overshadowed even the, even the, even the Super Bowl. That's kind of true, but only in our border. Only right? in Montana. I, I right. Mean, only in Montana because yep. the Cats and the Grizz and high school sports are so important to us. So right? important. I mean, we don't have pro sports, you know? So, I mean, it, it, high school athletes are it. College athletes are it. And, and so, now the the Thomases have definitely put their stamp. Their boys are their boys are amazing kids and and good good coaches and and Terry Terry he, he, like you said he's a legend. I mean he's yeah. a legend. Yeah, and he, and, and he could listen. He could coach tennis for sure. Truly, I mean I'm just he, under, he understands winning culture. He does. He does. And and if he doesn't if he doesn't know uh, you know what love means in the tennis world, he'll figure it out. He'll get good at it. <laughs> no, right. He's just that kind of guy. And that those kind of guys are what are what's so cool about high school athletics here, in particular here in Montana. And that's what I, one part I love about covering smaller school athletics in Montana too is that you have these towns where it's almost as if the winning mentality permeates the whole town, right? Like yeah. if you, especially male athletes that grow up in Dillon, like. There's a really good chance that if you play varsity sports as a male athlete in Dillon, you're going to win a state championship in something, and probably a lot of them, yeah. because they've won so much in so many different sports. Right. It is certainly cool. One last question for you. The phenomenon, or I guess lack thereof, of multi-sport athletes has definitely dissipated across the country, but there's still a lot of multi-sport athletes in Montana. When you were back, when you were recruiting Montana athletes, how important was it for you that they played multiple sports? It's, it's funny you say that, and keep in mind I'm married to a club volleyball coach, <laughs> right? She, former, former former college coach. Yeah, well, and she, she, but but she, you know, and what she's done in Bozeman. I mean, she's getting young girls to come learn the game of volleyball because sports like that you just don't get exposed to them sometimes until junior high. Sure. And you know, I think if you asked coaches. And, and they would, you know, I think nine out of 10, maybe even more than that, 9.9 out of 10 would say, we absolutely love recruiting multi-sport athletes yep. more than more than these individualized, you know, I play football and football only in the off season. I'm working out with some trainer down the road. And, you know, I because I can tell you this, when we go out and recruit in December, January, in the first part of February, yep. what do you think we're watching? Basketball. Basketball. Right. Wrestling. Yep. We're watching them be athlete, athletes, not football mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. What kind of athlete is he? And you know, in the in their in their uh, junior and sophomore year, do you, do you, what, you know when we can get out in the spring and we get to go watch a, a a state track tournament? I can tell you when I saw Michael Jobman from Huntley, Montana, run. I mean, <laughs> Montana his big long. Yep. I mean, he's he's sitting there running. I'm going, whoa, okay, yeah, okay, right. You know, when you watch Troy Anderson run out of pads, you're like, oh my lord, right. You know, so I, I love my. my my children won't have a choice. I can tell you For that. sure. And we are exposing them to everything probably too much. All right? But they're going to play multiple sports. Yep. They're not coming home and playing. My son, Jax, actually loves my old school Nintendo. I still have my Nintendo from 1988. <laughs> I love and, it. And I love that he's getting into it now, and he's five, and he's sitting here trying to figure out, you know, who's Mario and who's Luigi. But that ain't, that's not going to be the norm. He's going to sure. be playing something. And I, I, I just wish more kids would realize being a multi-sport athlete is a good thing. It's a For good sure. thing. For sure. And I think that's the, 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 the obsession with college football recruiting. I get it. But also there's such a fascination for me because if all guys that were four and five star recruits just stayed that way, if the best stayed that way, which is how it is by and large how it is in basketball, you're anointed when you're a sophomore in high school. And by and large, you're going to probably stay that way and continue to be ahead of your class and be drafted after a year in college and all of that stuff. I mean, we knew LeBron James was going to be an NBA all-star when he was a sophomore in high school. And there's a lot of guys like that. But in football, if the five-star guys stayed the five-star guys, then we wouldn't have all the great stories. But that's why developmental Kids and the developmental nature of football is so paramount too. I mean, two statistics that I read: one, I think seven. They say seventy-two percent of of NFL players played multiple sports in high school. It's a lot. Two, more than half the league was a two-star recruiter less coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Part of it's because you become entitled; you don't work hard if you're a four-star, five-star guy, whatever that happens in some elements. But also, there's just the extra development, the way that you blossom later on in life. And I think that's what's so interesting about in Montana. I think a lot of times 
from a recruiting perspective, you can actually project what kind of athlete a guy is going to be by watching in football by watching him play sports that aren't football, right? Like right. you might, you 100% might, agree. You, you might watch a Class B football game and not really know if this guy can compete at the Big Sky level. But then, like you say, you watch Michael Jobin run without pads. You watch Troy Anderson run without pads. Right. You say, oh, that guy can run. So we can f- teach him how to play football. Totally. I think that's one area that Montana is really going to turn a corner is I know Bobby Houck has always put a high priority on, especially his in-state linemen, both sides of the ball, guys that can play basketball. Because mm-hmm. if you can play basketball, you're probably going to be a little bit leaner, so you have a lot more room to put on weight. But more importantly, you have better footwork. You have a better ability to just you know move around, just yeah. move. No question. And, and, and the same is true with wrestling. Right. I mean, t- Tucker Yates. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning guys just because these these are they've been in my immediate recent past. Sure, right, at, for at, sure. At, at Montana State. Go watch Tucker Yates wrestle. You're know? right. Like, oh, man, this kid, I mean, he's strong. I mean, it's like, obviously, Croy Bierman was a fantastic athlete. But if you, like, if you knew how strong his hands were, and this mm-hmm. is stuff you could see doing other things. You watch, you watch these guys wrestle. Yes, play basketball. Long, sure. lean dudes that can run up in the court. And, yep. and, and, you know, a lot of basketball movement's really good for a football field. You know, and doing something in the spring is, can, can translate because you're being an athlete. You're doing athletic movements. You're training. You're keeping your mind sharp. You're keeping your body fit. All, all good things that, that that will help you in the fall, whether it's whether it's uh, you know your your junior season, senior season, and high school football, or, or or you know, obviously once you get to college, it's different. But you're still doing stuff all winter and spring to get you ready for the fall. I mean, the falls falls can be kind of won and lost in the winter and spring. No question, you know? and, and in particular summer. I mean, the summer. The summer stuff. I mean, that's when teams bond and they they work no together. Question. And you know, it's kind of just summer summers in Boulder, Colorado, were some of my favorite times because it was just the dudes, right, working out early and and getting a job at up on the hill. And you know, I mean, that that, that was those were some of my funnest times in uh, Colorado. Hour one in the books. We buried the lead. We're talking Montana State football on the other side. It is Nuanas now. Ty Gregorak in studio, one hundred two nine ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 